broadcasting from San Antonio, Texas, via ThrillerX and supported by listeners like you. Bitcoin, hard money, snow, no water, evacuation, no power, full currency collapse and government lies. Keeping you up to date on everything Bitcoin, even through an apocalypse. Welcome to Thriller, Snowpocalypse 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Snowpocalypse 2021. We're recording this here in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I don't know if you guys were paying attention to my tweets over this past week, but uh, Austin, Texas went through a whole, seems like a apocalyptic event. We basically lost uh, power, lost electricity, lost water throughout the week. Uh, the whole state of Texas suffered through this, but uh, it looks like Austin got the, the worst of it. Uh, we ended up evacuating here on Friday, and um, yeah, it's just been a trying week. I think the last time we actually released an episode was here on Wednesday, and uh, that was the last time we had stable internet, stable electricity, um, and even water uh, that morning, I think. So it's just been a uh, trying week for everybody, and I wanted to make sure that we released an episode because there's been so much crazy news that's come out, and I felt like... I had to scramble, right? So we literally got whatever we could fit in our truck and then took off. And I went to Best Buy today. That's why everything sounds kind of weird on this episode. I had to purchase a, a mic here at the Best Buy. I got my MacBook. I made some wires work. And this is why you're hearing it like this, because a lot of the files that we use to record this show are on my main PC at my um, at my at my place, and uh, a lot of those are offline because no internet. So you know what we're recording here is kind of uh, a lot of reused old old uh, episode parts that we had, and it basically it's a Frankenstein of an episode that I was able to put together for y'all because I wanted to show that even though there might be some kind of crazy event. Thriller Premium just keeps going regardless. So I want to make sure that we bring you guys something, even if it's, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, through a Zoom recorder and some uh, Adobe Audition outtakes. Uh, we'll just, we'll get it uploaded. It's, it's you know, so let's kind of dive into the news. I actually had a, a really good episode planned for today. It's actually, it's I'm calling it Bitcoin is Inevitable. One of the things that I've been doing this week um, is using my cell phone a lot. Believe it or not, this device is the only thing you need in an apocalyptic event. <laughs> Trust me when I say that. Um, if you don't have power, if you don't have electricity, but you have a cell phone, you're golden. <laughs> um, seeing Austin the way it looked like this week uh, really opened my eyes to what and how Bitcoin is very valuable, right? The only reason we were able to leave Austin this week is because we hold Bitcoin, right? Uh, a lot of people don't have the, the monetary means um, to leave Austin, 
right? I, you know, I'm lucky enough to where I have a, a remote job and I'm lucky enough to where I have savings and we have Bitcoin and it provides me the freedom to, um, to make that move, you know, in a moment's notice, right? Just as long as the, the, the lanes clear up uh, on the freeway. And so not many people have that freedom. And Bitcoin provides you with that freedom. And that's one of the things that really saved us this week. Bitcoin definitely helped with this. And so that's one of the things that uh, I really wanted to share. Because you only you really only experience that if you go through it and you kind of see what it looks like on the other side. So let's dive into some of the big news because there is some really killer big news this week. So, of course, Bitcoin hit an all-time high, right? It passed 57,000, which is crazy. Um, we are looking at Bitcoin securing a $1 trillion market cap for the first time ever. This is huge news, right? Not only that, we are probably like one, we're probably like, I would say another $750 billion away from overtaking silver's market cap. So at that point, we are in second place when it comes to uh, golds. It'll be gold, Bitcoin, and then silver. Right now, it's gold, silver, Bitcoin. But here, very soon, when people look at assets, just in general, it's it's we're, we're catching up to silver. It's 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 going to happen before the end of this bull run, where it's you're literally going to have gold, ten trillion dollar market cap, Bitcoin. We're going to surpass 1.5 trillion at some point, 1.75 trillion, whatever silver is, and we're going to overtake it. Right now, we're over 1 trillion, which is amazing. And then we also have the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock, dabbling in Bitcoin. Now, we reported this earlier last month, right? Rick Ryder, CIO of BlackRock, trillion dollar market, market conglomerate. Now, they said that they were kind of dabbling into crypto into Bitcoin. But if we know anything, you don't just dabble into this stuff. You know, you dabble into NFTs, you dabble into blockchain, you don't dabble into Bitcoin, right? And they say they're dabbling, but what they're really doing is they're, they're loading up on Bitcoin. This is why you're seeing a lot of the price moves here. And this is why we're going to get to 75K here very soon. Now, what's uh, really interesting is you have people like Janet Yellen. She's the new U.S. Treasury Secretary. And she's on the offensive, right? She's in the uh, anchor stage. So she's calling Bitcoin a speculative asset, right? She's going on CNBC, calling Bitcoin a highly speculative asset. It's, it's no surprise you have a lot of these regulators, right, that are anti-Bitcoin. Um, it literally is a joke that they think they keep inflating the U.S. dollar and keep this uh, Ponzi scheme running, right? We also have uh, Bill Gates going on CNBC as well, too. He's talking about how cryptocurrency is a, a, a scam and it's used for criminals, right? And he doesn't mention how the United States dollar is the biggest scam in the world and how it uh, is used for criminals as well, too. Dollars are the easiest way to do drug deals. <laughs> right. Uh, and so this is this is what we're seeing here, ladies and gentlemen. They're they're very afraid that Bitcoin is going to swallow everything whole. And, and that's just the honest truth, because it is it's a black hole and it's going to swallow every monetary asset that's out there.
and this is where it's headed. Uh, Bitcoin is inevitable, right? And it's pretty obvious when an ETF hits America, what it's going to do to Bitcoin. If you haven't heard, Canada just recently launched their first Bitcoin ETF. Actually, they launched two Bitcoin ETFs. And guess how much the ETF raised within the first two days? Just take a guess. 421 million. That's right. They launched the first ETF in Canada this week. The ETF smashed expectations to bring in over 400 million of investment in the first two days. The second Canadian ETF launched yesterday as well, too. So what I'm trying to say is when the ETF launches for America, because it will later this year, and that's how we'll get to over 100K. That's how we'll get to that second double top. That's what I think is going to be the big catalyst. And definitely our our SEC uh, chairman will definitely get that passed because he's pro-Bitcoin. When that does happen, that's when we'll start seeing crazy, crazy highs for Bitcoin because you saw what just happened here in Canada. So one of the things that I've been doing these past few nights is I've been on Clubhouse. If you guys haven't heard about Clubhouse, it's this new app that's on iOS only. And a lot of Bitcoiners are on there and it's basically like an app, but you you go into the, like this this uh, forum or this kind of uh, room, and it has a topic, and everybody talks about that topic, and you can get up on stage and ask questions. It's all just audio only, right? And so I've been going into these clubhouses, talking about Bitcoin and answering questions for a lot of new people and newcomers, just because I don't have anything to do, you know, with uh, no water. No electricity, no, no nothing, right? No internet, no, nothing like that. So all I have is this phone. This is why I'm saying this, this phone is very powerful. Um, and so this week I've been um, going on Clubhouse and really just kind of speaking the gospel. And I should actually should say, if you guys, if anybody wants, I have four invitations. If anybody wants an invitation to Clubhouse, DM me on Twitter um, it requires a phone number, so you have to uh, shoot me a phone number that you want me to send that invite to. It's iOS only, and uh, I'll send it to you. So I have four invites, first four people. Yeah. Anyways, um, but one of the things that I've been noticing on Clubhouse is there's so many new people and so many gold bugs on there that just don't understand why Bitcoin is valuable. And they don't understand why Satoshis are valuable. They don't truly see where this is headed. And when you start explaining these things to them, they don't, they understand that the dollar is inflating, but they don't understand where it's going. And uh, trying to explain this to them is very hard, right? They're not like y'all where y'all understand hard asset, right? Y'all understand the true decentralized nature of Bitcoin, You'll understand why the U.S. dollar is inflating away. You'll see the characteristics of Bitcoin and understand why it's the hardest currency known to man. But with them, these newcomers, they look at it like it's just going to be another investment. They don't see the end game for this. And uh, one of the things that you start understanding the longer you stay in Bitcoin is that mentality that Everything around you gets less expensive the longer you hold your Bitcoin, right? 
And it's the same thing that Ross Stevens says, right? Where he talks about how you have that Bitcoin mentality and everything around you just becomes less expensive over time just because you hold that hard, harder currency. There's a recent episode of Michael Saylor where he talks to uh, a lady from Stansberry Research about gold bugs moving to Bitcoin. So take a listen to this. children. I'm thinking about their future. I'm investing for them. Um, as many people know, I come from the gold world. And I guess I speak for a lot of gold people of having a hard time accepting Bitcoin as a form of wealth preservation. So I'm asking you, Michael, help us cross that divide, right? Because, and again, I'm speaking from the gold world, most of us will see it as a speculative play but it's very frightening to know where it will be in 30, 40 years down the line. Well, I think that gold served as a store of value uh, because it was hard to produce and every wealthy person on the planet agreed that gold was the principal fundamental money, right? The gold standard, if you will. 5,000 years of the gold standard, it makes sense uh, all these things make sense until humanity invents something or engineers something better. Horses, wooden ships, swords, bows and arrows, brick walls, roads, they all made sense until we had airplanes and electricity and, and, and uh, modern technology and telephones and the like. So, you know, Bitcoin is it says you could think of it as a social network combined with money if everybody on the planet agreed to put their money on a on a digital network the bitcoin network then and and sell their gold you would have something which had all the benefits of gold none of the liabilities of gold um that's what's happening right now 
right? That's why Bitcoin is up 300% in the last 12 months and gold is up 15%, right? If, if you wanted a year when gold should have performed, a year of political instability combined with monetary expansion, this is the best year I can remember in my lifetime when, well, you know, maybe back in the 70s you had something, but in the last 20 or 30 years, this is a year when gold should have performed, but it didn't. And the reason why it didn't is because Bitcoin is digital gold. And when somebody comes along with something better than the 5,000 year old non-technology or old technology, it, it replaces it. Now, why is Bitcoin better property? Well, because, because uh, it's pure monetary property in cyberspace. It has no weight, therefore I can move it at the speed of light. Uh, it has no jurisdiction. Gold has to go into a vault in Manhattan or in London and some bank, some counterparty and some government has some control. I can't move a billion dollars of gold with my head in a few seconds from one side of the planet to the other side of the planet. And so as long as you have mass and locale, the property is going to potentially be impaired. If you had a hundred million dollars and you bought land in California, the governor of California has some power over the value of the land. The, govern the government can impair the asset. If you take a hundred million dollars and you put it in gold and put it in a vault in a bank, they can impair the asset. The government, the governor, the mayor can impair the asset. The laws of physics, impair the asset. I can't wiggle my nose and move the gold a million times in a split second. The laws of physics control me. With Bitcoin, the government can't impair the asset so easily. The laws of physics don't impair the asset and software engineering enhances the asset. So if I'm looking for a way to pass monetary energy, money, 30 years in the future, I have to figure out how it's not going to be impaired. And of course, that just means I, I want the least number of moving parts. Absolutely. And those are all extremely valid points um, in regards to Bitcoin. And in regards to the, the returns, absolutely. Uh, Bitcoin's returns, no comparison uh, to golds. But we also don't see you know, a 30% correction in a day on, on the gold front. So again, as a store of wealth for someone who wants to sleep well at night, you know, how do you get over that, those massive corrections that we just don't see in the gold market? I, you know, uh, first of all, I think that the massive corrections are becoming less massive year by year, quarter by quarter, month by month. The, the market in Bitcoin is stabilizing as more institutions come into it. And I think we can see it over the past 12 months. Second, I think that everything that's living on this earth is volatile and things that are dead are not volatile. And so I, I would much rather have a, a volatile 300% return than a non-volatile 15% return or, or a lesser return. And there are plenty, there's least volatility in cash with a 0% return. So, so stability is stagnation, volatility is vitality, living things are volatile. I like living things. I want to live. Life force implies volatility. Being, you know, it's like, it's like a Jedi mind trick to convince you you should be afraid of volatility. If volatility is going to return 200% pre-tax every year for 12 years or for 10 years, and you're afraid of it, 
you lost 99.5% of your wealth because you're afraid of volatility. That's like, you can't raise your children in a bubble and tell them they should not. I mean, if they stay in their basement and they never leave the house and you surround them with the bubble, how are they going to grow and live and prosper? No, I like that. You're, you're getting me there. I, 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 I like that. I, I see, I see, I see what you, what you're saying. I hear what you're, you're saying. Um, you brought up gold confiscation. Um, the last time it happened was 1933. Yes, is it something that the US government can still do? Yes, they can. What is the likelihood of that happening again? Of gold confiscation? Yes. Do you really see that as a reality, that something that could happen again? You know, I, I, I don't think that there's going to be gold confiscation going forward. Uh, and I think that what we're going to see happen is that that people saw in 2020 that gold wasn't working as a monetary inflation hedge and Bitcoin is, and they didn't understand the technology. You're going to see people selling their gold and buying Bitcoin. You know, you've got a arbitrage difference, 300 percent on Bitcoin, 15% on gold. How long are people going to allow the differential interest rate? One currency yields 15% interest, the other currency yields 300% interest. And the only, the only thing anybody has negative to say about it is it's new and it's going up, you know, 10 times faster in a volatile fashion. At some point, people are going to be shorting gold, buying Bitcoin, and uh, it's going to accelerate. The summer sun has disappeared Also came out this week that MicroStrategy was looking to add another billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, and that's on top of the 3.5 billion it already owns, right? And so that they do this by converting over notes, you know, in a private offering to institutional investors. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable um, how bullish Michael Saylor truly is, right? And you know, I hate I hate to keep harping back on this, but you know. Going through this whole kind of snowpocalypse here in Austin this week, you really see the failure in, in local government and, and state governments. Uh, and, and you really see how a, a, a collapse happens uh, and, and what is perceived to be a, a, a dominant government of the world, right? The United States government. Um, 
it, it literally, and I'm not, and I'm not like hyping this up when I say this, but I saw what America looked like as a third world country this week. Um, it, it's really, it's a really awful sight to see, right? And there is a conversation with um, Bitcoin Tina and Max Kaiser, and it's probably one of the most, you know, toughest conversations that um, you're probably going to listen to this year. And um, they really dive into how Bitcoin is slowly evolving, but at a rapid pace. And it's because of this inflation. But it's, it's also a, it's also because of our lack of trust in our own government that a lot of us have. Um, it's also a lack of leadership in our own government that a lot of us have. And it's also a lack of transparency and um, accountability, right, in our, in our own government that a lot of us have. Um, so I'm not trying to be political because, you know, I try to, to try to not to get to go that route. But uh, when you go through something like this, you really see where those failings happen, right? And it really starts at a leadership level. Um, I'm going to play that for you now. But I, I just want you to really listen to this with just an open mind and, and, and just remember one thing, right? And, and I'm going to quickly touch on this. SWIFT, the global payment system, right, that, that does cross-border payments, they just uh, created a joint venture with the Chinese Central Bank, right? And we've done all the research. We talked about how you have people inside of the government. Um, and this is not conspiratorial. You can go look it up. Uh, you have somebody like Mitch McConnell, his wife, who has her dad who works directly with Chinese uh, security companies. Um, you also have her her uh, sister who works directly with the Chinese Central Bank. Um, you also have BlackRock who invests entirely in Chinese securities. Um, you have that whole... Davos speaking that we saw this year. Remember where we touched on that, where they they were uh, where the Chinese Central Bank president of the Chinese Central Bank came at Davos and said that they were moving swiftly to a green new world, and they wanted to become this 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 new world um, uh, government. Right. So it's clearly showing us, especially with, with this news that came out this week, that. Uh, SWIFT and China Central Bank are partnering, that they're really trying to create this, this payment system for their new digital yawn. And they're trying to make sure that everybody has access to it globally, all around the world, uh, and probably uh, here in America too. So I'm not saying that the Federal Reserve is asleep at the wheel. I'm just saying that they're letting everything happen. And the reason they're not talking about Bitcoin or the reason they're not creating their own digital currency, it's because they are letting China take over and they are not going to do anything about it. The only thing that they are going to let us do is invest in other digital assets like Bitcoin. So listen to this episode. So listen to this conversation here with an open mind and think about what I just said 
about this partnership that just happened this week because that's big news. And when you think about that and you listen to what they're talking about, you really start seeing how these pieces fall together. It's not conspiratorial. I'm not talking about that. I'm literally talking about how valuable each Satoshi really is when you start thinking about it three, four years from now, even possibly 12, 24 months from now. This is how fast this is going to move. Take a listen. Years ago, you could buy a million dollars in bonds and get a 5% coupon and have 50,000 a year in income. And now you need uh, 10 to 20 times that purchase in bonds. And that's genuine inflation in his terms, right? Uh, but we have asset price inflation for sure. But the average person in America, because everything's been outsourced to China and because our energy is basically coming in from countries that we have colonized in the Middle East, you know, the average American doesn't really have a, a price to sticker shock when they go shop for food or they buy their gasoline. So now uh, right. with the weakness in the dollar that we're seeing and the inability to control that weakness in the dollar because the Fed is completely tapped out and Michael Taylor has provided a vector out of this mess, unlike gold. Gold is not the vector out because it's totally controlled. And people start saying, wait a minute, my, my CPI just doubled in the last... <laughs> 
months. And, you know, my dollar can't buy 25 cents worth of groceries that I got in 2018, right? I mean, that's real CPI inflation. Can't be, it's the genie's out of the bottle and there's no way to bring it back in. I mean, that's, that's what I think is going to catch people's attention. And that's also going to start some panic buying into Bitcoin as the fastest source in the race, you know, gold and, you know, we'll get some of the ancillary benefit of that, but it won't be like Bitcoin, which is set to, you know, print mul many multiples of the current price. When it comes to currency collapses, from what I know of it, and I'm no expert in it, although I do remember, I forget where I was. I was traveling somewhere when that happened. Can't remember where it was, it was in, I think 1992. Um, usually it's because locals are fleeing their currency. But I don't think this is just about a currency collapse. I think that's really wrong. I think that you're actually going to watch Bitcoin go up a lot in value and people will simply adopt the new system. I think that people have buying urgency <clears throat> because the price goes up. And I don't yeah, but think- but it goes up against what? It goes up against the dollar. By right. its point, the by dollar its is already in a hyperinflationary collapse against Bitcoin right now. Absolutely. It's just not hit the mainstream media yet. Absolutely. Once you've got $100,000 Bitcoin and people also are losing, they can't afford food anymore, that's going to be highly problematic as, as the politics of that in America yeah. in 2021. And I don't think you're going to have a situation where people can't afford food. I think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see Bitcoin going up in value. Yeah, I, I like to ask this question. See, I, I, I actually don't like this take. I don't like this framing because I don't really agree with it. And I think it brings about more fear than it brings about a positive nature and discussion of Bitcoin. So I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of the speculative well, attack argument. A quick side note, people already can't afford food. You got 150 well, American out of below the poverty line and the food stamp programs and the, and the other programs, if you pull the plug on those, you'd have that homeless crisis go up by dramatically anyway, as it is people living in their cars to work at Walmart for the wages that don't support a lifestyle. So the poverty is an incredible problem in America. I agree. And right now, and any kind of dy dynamic change to the purchasing power of the dollar will exacerbate that to extraordinary levels. Yep. I don't think I, that- I'm seeing it that way too. Go ahead. I don't think that's what we're gonna see though. I don't think, I don't, I don't think it plays out quite like that. Well, the only way to not play it out like that is to print more money, right? We know that 30% of all the money ever been printed in America has been done so in the last two two years or three years. You know, don't call me on the exact numbers there, but there it's an extraordinary up ramp. You see the M1 money supply in the last six months, like that hockey stick just skyrocketing to the moon. Uh, who's the biggest buyer of all this debt? It's America itself. It's the Federal Reserve Bank. So you've got this fiat currency crisis heading all over the world. The dollar is backed, according to Paul Krugman at the New York Times, by men in guns, men with guns, right? So, and of course, if that's backing the dollar, the military industrial complex, which spends $250 million a day on gas alone, just to keep the tanks fueled up. That's what America pays on their daily gas bill, right? So now gas is, uh, gas is uh, you know, just goes up three or four X. Right. And now the military, like every empire, they're like, we can't afford the freaking gas, man. The military's toast. You know, and America can't support the dollar anymore. China, Russia, Iran, all these countries are already doing side deals and bilateral deals and getting out of the dollar as fast as they can and buying Bitcoin. The dollar collapses. You know, there's no way you can sugarcoat a dollar collapse. There's no 
rosy ending to that story. It's loss of purchasing power is profound. And the, the poverty that's already extremely uh, pervasive in America, it goes through the roof and you already have social unrest. So why not pour some gasoline on all those street protests? You know, why, why don't we get a million people on the street you know, torching cars? You know, like this is 2021 coming soon to a, not to a theater near you. <laughs> I, I I think I think you're right. Ultimately, I'm not sure if it's a 2021 event. Um, I do think that they probably continue to play the same games with spending and and uh, controlling the yield curve, which is effectively money printing. Um, so I, I I do agree with that. I don't like the framing of it, and I don't know exactly. I I, I think you watch a Bitcoin system grow dramatically and it becomes like a giant craft which enables people to enter a new system. Um, it doesn't have to be a meltdown quite described like that. If people right, look, I, I'm presenting a Van Gogh, I don't you know you can put it in any frame you want. It doesn't change the quality of the painting, right? The all the all the essences, all the colors, all the composition, all the the, the brush strokes. I've been building now since Clinton, since Reagan, since, and then Clinton, who got rid of Glass Steagall. Who they brought in the Commodity uh, Futures Modernization Act, which which was totally undermined the U.S. economy and gave Wall Street the keys to the castle. They printed trillions of dollars. They bailed out all the banks. They bailed out long-term capital management. They engaged in moral hazard to the point where. Uh, hazard, moral hazard, became the de facto business model of America. Uh, Jamie Dimon keeps 90 cents of every dollar he steals. Uh, and, and, and that's the business model, fraud. Now that's unsustainable. And the, the only way we've got a good scenario on the other end of this is that you gotta let the system collapse. That's unfortunately what's gotta happen sometimes. You gotta let the system collapse. The sooner America utterly collapses and GDP collapses by 80%, the sooner we can rebuild this shit and have a, a country worth living in. Right now, it's not worth living in this country. It's complete disaster area. We need the whole thing to, shh, to completely collapse. And then the Constitution as an idea, the Bill of Rights as an idea, that will survive because it can't kill an idea. We build from scratch and Bitcoin becomes the reserve currency. That's definitely going to happen, but it's going to be a hell of a lot higher than it is here. If you want to be one of the architects of new America, buy Bitcoin now, become individually sovereign and be the Ben Franklin of the 21st century. Or you can sit around with their dick in your hands and be fucking poor and eating dirt. Those are the two alternatives in 2021. Max. Well, then look, if, I, if hold on one me. second, Tina. Hold, hold uh, on one second, Tina. So this this is I'm leaning on toward the toward the Max side of the equation on this one. Now I don't know like about the rights and the streets and the you know the politics of fear, but we also have to be real at the same time because I don't think. I don't think that we can necessarily put this thing back in the bottle at this point, right? So like Max was saying on the Swan Lounge that you guys were at like a couple weeks ago, Michael Saylor's pulled the pin out at this point and just like thrown the grenade into the boardroom of, of the, you know, the, um, the Federal Reserve Bank, right? So what, how do you stop it at this point? Once the play shows that it's going well, I mean, we had a PTJ was on May, you know, it was in May, May of this year. Uh, MicroStrategy first announced this thing in August of this year. Since then, we're just seeing cascade, you know, and, and all of this stuff happening behind the scenes. We're just going to see over the weeks and months of the coming year. 
And then it's, it's not just equity and, and cash that they're putting into Bitcoin. It's now, you know, low interest debt that the other side apparently just doesn't get yet. So everyone who understands what's happening gets to leverage up on everyone who doesn't understand what's happening. That's just like this massive cascade. And that's why we call it hyper Bitcoinization. It's, it's, it's like goes gradually, then absolutely suddenly. Well, right? okay. so so like, how does that not happen? How do we go, how do we go to 2020? Pro Bitcoin bet using interest rates that are artificially low because they've been bailing out the banks for 20 years and destroying the economy as a result. Michael Saylor stood up and said, I couldn't have bought my back my own stock with these cheap rates. And I could have had stock options and I could have made billions of dollars that way. But I think actually inflation is a real problem. So instead, I'm going to attack the Fed by 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 doing a speculative attack by borrowing at these incredibly cheap rates and going along Bitcoin. And I think that is the pin being pulled on the grenade. And I think a lot of very wealthy people are going to do the exact same thing and follow in Michael Saylor's footsteps. And that means you there's a there's a there's a hundred trillion dollars sitting in investable accounts around the world. Bitcoin market cap is under 300 billion. Uh, if only 5% of that money goes into Bitcoin, you know, do the math. It goes a lot higher from here, and it takes a whole new generation with it because the millennials and the Gen Z are into Bitcoin. You know, the baby boomers, they're going to get completely rolled over, you know, uh, and they right, they should rightfully get rolled over because they're the ones who gave the baby, the millennials all the student debt, the, they made housing unaffordable, and they totally stole everything from uh, the economy, and now they're going to get their comeuppance, come up, come up and, and they deserve it. So if you're right, and it, and it plays out like that in 2021, as you say, your numbers are actually way off because the numbers for 2021 start to look like north of 500,000 to a million, and the numbers for 2022 start to look like 10 million, and the numbers for 2023 start to look like 20 to 50 million. You don't have $100,000 Bitcoin next year. You have somewhere between a half a million and a million dollar Bitcoin next year and $10 million Bitcoin the year after and 20 to $50 million Bitcoin the year Hold after. Hold on, that. I got to smash by some more Bitcoin on Swan right that now. Peter's got me total up. I'm pumped up. I'm a, here I am. I'm my limit. Raise my limit, Corey. I hit my limit again. Raise my limit, damn it. I need, I feel a need. I feel a need for the corn. Because the scenario of, of, of Michael Saylor types leveraging their balance sheet with debt to buy Bitcoin, you start to wildly reprice this thing in ways that is not accounted for in Plan B's uh, stock to flow. It's wildly yeah, under-accounted for. So, no, but the, if, if that starts to become something, just moving people's assets as they are now into Bitcoin gives you somewhere between few hundred thousand dollars in the next one to three years, I think two to four hundred thousand dollars. But if you're going to get people who start to engage in that type of activity, um, borrowing to buy Bitcoin on that kind of size, then then the numbers shoot up exponentially. Those numbers are way too low because Plan B's numbers are based on comparisons of a world where that's not taking place. Uh, you don't have people borrowing to that extent to go buy assets which are fixed in supply with a known supply. So it's going to be like, I can't, you know, bigger than an elephant stepping on a tube of toothpaste with a pinhole in it. It's, it, it's going to be numbers that are much, much bigger than numbers that we expect if 
if that kind of buying takes place. I don't That's know. Saying, that well, look, I mean, the, the, the tinder is dry. And I agree. Michael Taylor has has thrown, you know, started the fire, and it's a it's a very dry fire because the 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 world in America, for example, just look at the sole stock buyback farce. Apple computer is earnings have been going down for ten years, and yet the stock's worth over like it's close to two trillion dollars. Why is that? Because of fraud, accounting fraud. They buy back their own stock with this cheap money. And they report earnings that are not going down, but they supposedly are going up, which is a complete. It used to be illegal to buy back your own stock until Reagan changed the law, and for obvious reasons, it's outright fraud. And all these all these co companies in the S and P 500 engage in this massive accounting fraud. When people realize, you know, the emperor has no clothes, there's no earnings. You know, Tesla had a thousand times earnings. You know, give me a. Give me a break there. But if you adjusted for the buybacks, the S&P right now would be down 50% from where it is today, 50%. So that's, imagine that. So the S&P collapses wow. by 50% in a week, like Enron disappeared in a day because everyone realized it's all accounting fraud. And so now you've got the contraction of that multi-trillion dollar asset. If, you know, part of that money is gonna jump into Bitcoin. And I agree with you. 100,000 is too low of a bar because when the the cascade effect kicks in, you know, you're going to see $100,000 snap like Bolsa would, you know, and just like go from there. There's no top. There's no top because with this fraudulent paper money system, there's no bottom. today like even right now at this moment there, there's still like um 60 of people in austin that don't have water and they've been without water for like five days already uh, it's truly astounding to me how uh, a city government can fail that that much um and so it it, it really is appalling to me that um you have these systems in place and you have these leaders in place but they fail Right. And so in that conversation, when uh, when Max was talking about what everything will look like, I think what he's talking about is what we see here happening here in Austin this week. But I think that happens everywhere in America all at once. And if that were to happen, ladies and gentlemen, all at once, that is going to be one of the hardest things 
um, this country will ever have to go through. Um, and I pray that doesn't happen, right? I, I literally will pray that doesn't happen. But after seeing what happened this week here in my city, um, if that were to happen on, on a, on a, in our country all at once um, because of a, of a dollar collapse or, or because of a, of a lack of leadership, um, it, it would it would be one of the, it would be it would just be it would be apocalyptic. Um, it, would, it would be just be nuts. And, and, and after seeing it this week, it doesn't seem that far fetched. Um, seriously. So it's just something to keep in, to keep in, in mind. Um, and the reason why I, I say these Satoshis are so valuable is because when, when, that, when we go through something like that, because I, I think that will happen, this dollar collapse will happen. And when that does happen, when we come out of that, because we will come out of it, we're strong enough to come out of it. When we do come out of it, there's only going to be one currency that's going to be worth holding at that point. And it's going to be a Satoshi, it's going to be Bitcoin. And so when you're, when you're able to start purchasing things, people are going to want Bitcoin, people are going to want that Satoshi because it's going to hold its valuable. You know, it's going to hold its value globally. And so this is why it's very important to start stacking sats whether it's a dollar a day or, or dollars a week or whatever you can afford, um, it, it literally comes down to just staying alive. At the end of the day, I, and I know, I know that sounds like nuts and crazy, but at the end of the day, it really just comes down to staying alive and taking care of your family and making sure they have all the basic necessities. Like it really just comes down to that. And, and Bitcoin can give you that freedom. See you all next time. Be safe. Be happy. Take care of your loved ones. And buy Bitcoin. And save the world.
Sun as a new day's rise. 